And we're back like we never left. Guess who decided to join us back on the podcast today, y'all? The one and only (laughs) Miss Get Fit with Jay. Welcome to the Black Health Academy podcast. I am your host and health advocate, Miss Lisa A. Smith, joined as always by my co-host and your health advocate, Miss Get Fit with Jay, extending the life of the culture one episode at a time. So happy to have my homie back in the studio with me and all of our shenanigans. Jay, I was uh, teaching a nutrition class last week and one of the girls came in and she said, listen, I've been listening to the podcast. She was like, can y'all just be cracking me up talking about, wait, what? So <laughs> I was like, yeah, we owe you guys a couple of wait what? Yeah, for sure, for sure. And I have one too. Do you? Yes, Excellent. I just thought about it. I just thought about it. Excellent. So it's been a few weeks and I hope you guys have been enjoying the content that we've been posting here on the podcast channel. Um, I've posted a couple interviews I've done on WMKM here in Detroit, as well as we have a couple of interviews that I've been doing with some phenomenal subject matter experts coming up in the podcast too. Hope you've been enjoying our 60 second tips of the week, as well as the solo episode I did a couple weeks ago about emotional eating. So if you haven't already, please get caught up on the podcast because we'd be dishing out a ton of value, helping you to ensure that your health is always on point, especially as an African-American or a brown or black person here in America, we know the health disparities in the traditional Western medical uh, system are highly, highly, highly rampant. So it's our job to definitely be our own health advocates. And we attempt to do that with every episode. So welcome to the podcast. We're just going to get caught up today. We have a lot to go over, Jay, because I need to know what's been going on with with your life. How tall are the babies now? Like, what's up? (laughs) You know, people always got to be dramatic. Right. I'm like, but they just you. You, you, Right. We literally just saw you, Lisa. Like, you're (laughs) in front for the podcast. Right. (laughs) We're looking at you. Then we just had dinner. (laughs) Okay, whatever. Uh, (laughs) But, you know, when people haven't heard you, they think we haven't. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to give them what they want. You got to give people what they want. Uh, Okay. So, let's delve into Wait What. And then I'm kind of going to marry my Wait What with our Driven segment. So okay. I'll go. I'll go next. But hit us with your wait what? And okay. oh, for those who don't know, wait what is our segment where we identify something we either saw, heard, or experienced in the last week that made us go wait, wait what? what? So uh, for those of you who don't know, I work at a gym in Ferndale, Body Morph in Ferndale, and I signed up a new client. So she told she's overweight, mm-hmm. and she's over three hundred plus pounds. No diabetes, no high cholesterol, no high blood pressure, um, and everything like that. No back problems. So her doctor told her, you know, because I have to go over this, uh, you know, the park queue mm-hmm. where we have to get all these med- that medical information yes. and things like that. Yes. <laughs> and so I'm asking these things that I need to know so I can know how to deal with, you know, if you have anything, to, what to be aware of. She's like, nope, I'm good, 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 I'm good. She said, as a matter of fact, my doctor told me after my last physical that I don't, since I don't have any of these conditions, that I'm not going to be able to lose weight on my own because there's nothing wrong with me. And I definitely have to get the surgery to lose weight. Wait, what? Yes, ma'am. I was what? floored. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. <laughs> yeah. So her doctor actually told her. 
unfortunately, you don't have the privilege of having a pre-existing condition. You don't have that privilege to say, well, it's my thyroid condition. This is why. It's not, I don't have a heart. So you just plain don't overweight for no reason. And and there's, I don't believe you strong enough to do it on your own. Girl, you better shut up. Yeah, he said that because you don't have any conditions, you ain't going to be able to lose weight on your own because ain't nothing stopping you. You need to to get this surgery if you want to lose weight. What? Yes. Jay, stop. That doesn't even make any sense. It, it happened. Why does it have to for somebody to tell you facts? Facts. facts. <laughs> I I was almost stuttering. I'm like I'm I'm so sorry. Pardon my absolute outrage. Yes, that is so ridiculous. And luckily, she wasn't the type of person to buy into it. She mm. was like, no, I think I can do this. That's, That's right. how she ended up. At, at, at the gym. Right, at the gym. Like, right. I'm, I'm going to get some assistance on this. Maybe I can't do it on my own yet. But I don't need the assistance of I surgery. Don't need surgery. Or medical, right. Or, or uh, medical uh, bill. Pills. Or risking my life. Or yeah. And I think the reason why she didn't fall so quickly into it was because she had someone close to her who got the surgery who's miserable. Mm. She was like, she cannot eating like if she eats a scoop of anything she's throwing it up she can't even drink like a cup of water she got a separate so she gets to see hands-on why i'm not doing that i'm not By taking that route necessary i'm gonna go another direction wow i can't do that i was like well does your friend regret it she said absolutely absolutely she wow. regrets it. so that's probably was her like nah I'm right gonna. yeah so that was my way when mm. i was stunned yeah Yo, i am to- too and just imagine how many other people they do that to. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, okay. You don't have... All right. Well, clearly there's nothing stopping you but the fact that you're unable. So, yeah, let's schedule that surgery. Let's get that surgery. Wow. And that that's so presumptuous of a physician to say. And then it's just like, you know, if... There, there's so many ways that surgery goes wrong in so many people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying that the surgery is a negative thing. A lot of people have actually been successful on it. Right. So it's not that it can't be successful, but more and more we look at it as a viable option to reach our ideal weight. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's really unsafe. I was just last night talking to a woman. She's like, oh, yeah, uh, my friend out in California had it or a friend of a friend had it. And, um, yeah, a couple weeks later, blood cot clot died i'm like whoa that was unexpected she's like it mean this stuff is dangerous you know and and she's like that's the way most people die from having weight loss surgery is a blood clot really i'm like yo it is so risky and even though it's so common and rampant i think because it's so common and rampant like type 2 diabetes we take the risk for granted like Mm -hmm. type 2 diabetes yeah, because we take common as normal, or we take normal as acceptable. Acceptable and even, and even safe. The, like, because it's the norm, that does not make it acceptable absolutely. or safe. It's just the norm. Like, guys, obesity is not safe. Absolutely. It's the norm. It's extremely commonplace. Over, you know, 70-something percent of the nation mm-hmm. is overweight and or obese. And, you know, what's so interesting about that number is I was listening to a lecture the other day with a plant-based doctor that I love. And he was saying, you know, all the statistics say that 75% of people in America are overweight or obese. He was like, 
But what they're not telling you is the percentage of people. He was like, so what they're saying inadvertently is that 25% of people are at a healthy weight or just not overweight or obese, right? Mm -hmm. He was like, but they don't take into account that 25% that are at a healthy weight due to sickness or illness or addictions, Mm. right? Mm -hmm. So he was like, it's actually, this was deep. He was actually, he was like, it's actually more like 4% of the population that's at a healthy weight healthily. Does that make sense? Yes. Jay, I was so floored. He's like, you know, we're not taking into account of people that's like on chemo and all these medications that cause you to lose tremendous amount of weight. People who are struggling with food addictions, who are struggling with eating addictions, who are struggling with all the, who are just thin from illness or stress or whatever. He was like, but people who are maintaining, intentionally maintaining a healthy weight through diet and exercise mm-hmm. and don't have a pre-existing condition or anything like that, he's like 4%. Mm, that's... I was like, wow. Okay. Like, because healthy weight don't mean healthy. Well, yeah, we all know that, but a lot of people don't know that. Healthy weight does not... Right. You might have an addiction to something. Yeah. You might be bulimic. You might be anorexic. You might have... Uh, you know, chemo. You That's right. A lot of different That's issues right. that keeps you under the obesity radar. Right. Like, so you're not you, falling into that statistic. Exactly. But that we are not to assume that you're healthy. Exactly. Because... A lot, you know, if if you're out there and you're exercising and you're trying to do the right thing and people are taking notice, a, a lot of times you're going to be hit with the you can't live forever. And the thing about the you can't live forever thing is it's so interesting that it does not, some things just don't miss you regardless mm-hmm. to how hard you try. Mm-hmm. Cancer sometimes will come knocking at your door no matter how hard you try to um prevent it Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. but the thing about the difference the difference between a person that is actively taking care of their health versus someone who can't even climb a flight of steps not no matter what size they are is that i'm you're ready for the battle of whatever yes you know what i mean so if depending on we've talked about this before depending on how strong you are yes you're so ready to be like okay I'm getting this chemo. Then you might be jogging the next morning. Oh, there's people yeah. who get have to be bedridden because of chemo, and there's people who get up the next morning kicking, kicking the um, cooking their kids breakfast the next morning. Yes, everything is not about life or death, or you're going to live forever. That's right. So I say that to say weight matters, but that's not the that's not that's the not the sole indicator. No, it's no, not no, the no. main thing of whether or not you will survive, of whether or not. And it's so funny you say that because. Um, as a, a local girl I just got acquainted with, she's the assistant of a local coach that I'm about to do some work with. And uh, her and I were talking, and she got diagnosed with breast cancer. She's 36 or 37, and she got diagnosed with breast cancer, I mean, just fairly re- – it's gone now. So when I say recently, she just beat it, like just got done, like beating it. And um, she's like, you know, the reason me and coach met is because she has a lifting program, and she was like, I, when I first got diagnosed, I was instantly like, okay, had my little moments of sadness or whatever. She was like, then I was like, let's get it. Mm-hmm. Right? And she was like, I enrolled in her lifting program. 
She said, I would literally leave chemo and go straight to the lifting session. She was like, I will be on the bench. That's what I'm talking about. Bench pressing. She was like, and coach will be yelling at me. Like, why are you not giving it all? You know, I can't, you can go harder. I know you can go harder. Cause she ain't tell coach that she had just came, that she had breast cancer. You know how people do. I don't want people to feel sorry for me. I don't want people. So she would go straight from chemo. Go to lifting. And she was like, after she yelled at me so much, she was finally like, I got to tell you something. She's like, the reason I be kind of weak sometimes I got to stop because I can't breathe is because I literally just had chemo. Mm. I was like, you better. The power in some people, that innate drive to survive is not held by everybody. It's just not. And that's usually the deciding factor between win or lose, live or die. You know, it's not, oh, you got it, so you're going to die. It's not, you got something that's not daily, so you're going to live. Mm -hmm. No, it's literally what's in you. How bad do you want this thing? Mm -hmm. And I I was so impressed with her. She was like, yeah, yeah, I would go, boom, I wasn't going to let it take me down. And she like, lifting is what got me through it. It's what made me stronger. It's what made me research everything. It's what made me get second and third opinions. Right. Absolutely. And she's like, I, I had to get rid of toxic people in my life. You know, I had to let my godmom and my best friend of 20 years go. She was like, I did everything I had to do to, to survive this. I cleaned out every closet and drawer and just people, everything. And she's like, and that's why I'm here today. Mm-hmm. And I'm and I'm a survivor. And I'm about to write my book. And But I'm like, I love you. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. love you. Because the defeatist attitude... Is you what usually gets you? Gets right. you, you That's know what, that takes you out the game. Absolutely, you know, and it, it's hard because when you think like that, you expect everybody to think mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And when I hear so much people getting diagnosed with things, and it's just like I'm like, all right, what's the resolution? What's the next step? Yeah. Oh, uh, I haven't. What? You should be on step 15 by now. Yeah. So the the moral of this story for me is that while we can't write out our fate, we definitely have, we have some say-so. We definitely have say-so. Oh, we have some say-so. We have Absolutely. a lot of say-so on what we can prevent, what, even if it's the inevitable. And, oh, man, let me tell you this story. hmm So this is a two-part lesson, just FYI. This is a two-part lesson. So it's... um. A girl of my job. She's 35. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Right? She's a, a quote unquote dime piece, right? Okay. So, <laughs> uh, you're beautiful and you're pretty, whatever they be saying. So, um, but she has a really like strong personality that only certain people can relate to. I think personally, she's hilarious. And she's quick witted <laughs> and she's always saying quick witted stuff. Yes. That makes me laugh. But sensitive people may not think it's so funny or whatever, right? <laughs> yeah. But every time I need something, I go to her. Mm-hmm. Every time I, I am confused about something, I go to her. She's been there longer than me. And I'm like, I don't understand this. Can you help me? Like, I'm never intimidated because I see, I see the kindness in you. I see past your your smart mouth yeah. and your, your snapping. And I see past that. I see the, you know, so... The last couple of days or whatever, I'm like, what's you know, what's up with you? You know, what's good with you? You haven't had your normal spunk or whatever. And she's like, you know, it's just been a really bad month for me. She's like, it's been my auntie is dying. My mm. auntie is dying. 
And I don't even feel so bad so much that my auntie is dying. I feel more bad for my cousins who talk to her every single day and they live and breathe for her. Mm. They can't hold themselves up. She was like, my grown cousin, they love their mama. Yeah. They love their mama. Absolutely. She was like, she's dying, right? Yeah. My daughter is 14. She's super close to her grandfather. He just died. I had to pick my daughter and she's four. She's in she's in that cute stage where I'm so cute, too cute for this, too cute for that. And to see her fall to the ground because her best friend, which her grandfather, he died. Wow. So I'm dealing with that. Mm-hmm. But this is what really got me. And it just tugged at every heartstring. She was like, but on top of that, my brother, he's dying, right? I said, your brother dying? She said, yeah, my brother. I said, how old is your brother? She said, he's 30. I said, what he dying from? She said he was born with kidney issues. Mm-hmm. And um, she was like, ever since he was a kid, he's had kidney issues. My mother gave him her kidney mm. when he was a teenager. He messed it up. He wanted to be a teenager. He was smoking. He was uh, drinking. He was doing whatever. And blew through the kidney. And the kidney rejected after like five years. So bring him up to his now 20s. Well, now not now 20s. Um, he's 30 now. But to his 20s, he had to go on dialysis. Mm-hmm. Get on the waiting list. But he never got a kidney. But every so everybody in the family started testing everybody in the family started testing i tested my my sisters tested my everybody his dad everybody everyone tested right she said guess who was a match i said you she said me i was a match right mm-hmm. so i said okay so what happened she said jamila i was giving him my kidney. Mm-hmm. I, she said, I did everything. I went celibate. I, she said, my man couldn't get no sex. And I, I don't have time to even catch nothing from it. I don't know what you're doing. You, you know, you I got to protect this kidney. I got to protect this kidney. Yeah. She was like, I was exiled. I was eating right. I was, I was doing everything. And she said, the doctor, the, she was like, the day that I was supposed to give him my kidney, the doctors called me like, listen, we not doing it. Um, she was like, people at work had gave me balloons and everything like what? that. Okay, and, I okay. mean, the day before. And she was like, the day, um, the day, they was like, we're not doing it. He's not doing well. He has a 15% chance of living through this surgery. The surgery is too you risky. You have two kids that may, because he has kidney issues, they may have kidney issues. And you may need that kidney for your own kids. You have to think about the future for them, and you have to think about the fact that your brother may probably won't survive this surgery. And now your kidney gone. And now your kidney is gone. And she said she was like, "It's my choice. This is my brother. I'm giving him my kidney. He's right. This is banking on me. No one else tested, right?" The doctor was like, "Well, you can go to another hospital to do it, but we won't do it. Wow. Ethically, right? Wow." So she said, "Ever since then, though." Her and her mama been. She, so she decided, I'm not going to do it. Okay, so she didn't even go to another she hospital. She didn't go to another. She said, you know what, they're right. I got the kids. I got to think about it. He had a kidney. He didn't do right. He told her. He gave her his blessings. Like, sis, you don't. That's not So he job. gave the blessings, but yeah, her yeah. and mom is. So she said, ever since then, my mama been treating me like her. She said, my mother's so in love with him. She's in love with him to the point where nobody else matters. Like, so me and my mother has never been able to be close because I didn't give my brother my kidney, and that's not right. First of all, she said the doctors told them that I chickened out. She said, but even if I did chicken out, it's my body. I have the right to chicken out. Mm-hmm. I don't have to give him my kidney. 
How dare you as a mother say, you give my... She said, but she loved him so much. She mm. loves him. And she was like, my whole life, I had to fight for my brother. Like, he grew up with... He had to wear masks. Mm -hmm. and he had to do these different things. She said, so I've been angry my whole life. I've been fighting people my whole life for my brother. Wow. I've been going to bat for my brother since I was a kid. And so Absolutely. that's why my mouth is so smart. Like, that's why I'm so sharp. That's why I go, like, my patience is so low. Because my whole life, wow. my brother been teetering and tottering. We so close, we talk every day. Mm -hmm. So my thing about this is... Dang. And I gave her my opinion, first of all. I was like, I understand your mama. First of all, I'm not saying she right. I'm not saying your mama right. Right, 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 right. But as a mother or two... And I'm going to put it in the same exact spectrum. Yeah. My baby, my son, if Morgan didn't want to give him her kidney, I would be so mad. That I can see the conflict there. Absolutely. I can see the conflict. I was like, I'm not saying she's right, but as a mother and you were mother, she was like, I wouldn't feel it. Yeah, because you've been looking at this different way your whole life and yeah. her taking a brunt. And her, her relationship with her son is very different. You'll never understand it, with it being your sibling. Exactly. Yeah. But and I was like, I get it though. Yeah, you're right. You you have kids. You got to protect, and that's not your job. But as a mother, I get it. Like I want my son to live. You're not supposed to bury your child. Right. So now he's been on. So he's on hospice. So the moral of the story basically is that when you get an opportunity to to take care of your health, he had that kidney. He didn't take care of. It. Mm hmm When you get and mom's not blaming him for none of that. She's forgiving. No. That. Well. The thing was, when he did, she stopped trying for him. She was like, "I'm tired. I'm, I'm wore out. I'm, I'm. When you give, when you give more, I'll start searching and I'll start doing. But it was she just was like, you know what? I'm tired. So she threw in the towel for a minute. She threw in the towel for a couple. Girl, probably not really, but that's probably what she right, told him. right. But yeah, <laughs> for sure, for sure. Um, you know, but he, he didn't take care of his his body. Mm. He didn't take care of it. He didn't. Do, she said he stopped taking the medicine. Oh wow! Everything. He Everything. just acted because he felt good. Right. That's he how we felt do. good. So I am good. So I am good. Absolutely. No, Absolutely. you don't. You you don't. The inside of the body versus the outside of the body is so different. You know what I'm saying? You could be looking good, smelling good, and to yourself you think you're good, but you don't know what's going on on the inside. You always got to give one hundred percent. Because your body is tallying up what you do. Yep. Your body is tallying up Always. what you do versus what you didn't do, what you Always. should have done, what you didn't do, what you're thinking about, the stress, all of that stuff. Your body, And this is coming from a healthy person. I'm still thinking about, let me not stress. I don't want that to affect Manifest. my health. Absolutely. I don't want this. You know, let me not eat that sugar. I don't want it to. Because I'm always thinking about what's tallying up. That's right. We, we've been on this earth too long. Me, 40 years. I got 40 years worth of things you know that i did whether i realized it or not mm -hmm. taking a toll on my body mm -hmm. and the second point is you don't know what a person is going through mm -hmm. you just don't no nope. you come in here every day with the biggest smile with the most absolutely you know and <laughs> the it's just so many things she said that i literally have been dying about but in the inside she's dying yep and you you know but I and I got so much to add to that. I'll add it offline because I don't want to talk about it way too long. Oh, but no, the it point, matter. you know, the point is that be kind 
be kind to people. We say that all the time. You don't know what the person is going to start. It becomes cliche. It becomes cliche. It becomes cliche. But it's 100% true. It's 100 I would have never guessed yep. that any day now, you about to lose your best friend, your brother. She talk to him every day. And she has to watch him literally. Yep. And he's ready to go at 30 years old. And she was like, yeah, he's street too. Like, he ain't like a little, you know, little meek person. He's like a regular, but yes. he's just dying. Wow. And it's, it's just really sad. So, you know, I want to do something nice for her. Maybe get her some flowers and a card to say, you you just on my heart. Yeah. You know, I can't stop thinking about Absolutely. you and the pain you're going through. Absolutely. So, yeah, I just wanted to talk to to y'all about that just man powerful the, stuff the help the health you got and i mean y'all who's going through things too you yeah. know diabetes people kill me thinking that i got diabetes and nothing and it's no, no big deal no right. you can pile on to that it's a huge deal yeah it's a huge deal absolutely you can't just take your meds and think you're good no try to prevent that and try to prevent other things simultaneously absolutely you know Yep, being just, uh, I'm just, all I got is 20 pounds to lose. That matters, you know. It matters, That yeah. matters. It adds up quickly, and it begins impacting you quickly. Our bodies are not built for disease. Our bodies are not built for extra weight, and our bodies are not built for chronic stress. So when we compound those things, they become detrimental, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. They become absolutely detrimental. So that was a phenomenal story and a great lesson. You never know what somebody's going through, and do not take your health for granted ever, Ever. 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 Our ever. health is all we have. Jay, I was, um, I have a client who really, really likes me. <laughs> she's really sweet. But she, she's, <laughs> she's a big fan of mine. And every time um, she gets the opportunity, she recommends me to um, her friends and things like this, right? So recently, and she usually does this via a text introduction. And so she'll text me and whoever she wants to recommend me to in this group text. And she'll say, hey, Jay, I just want to introduce you to my nutritionist, Lisa. Uh, Lisa, Jay has been dealing with, you know, uh, she has weight to lose. She's on medication. She's pre-diabetic, blah, blah, blah. I I told her about you. I think you can really help her, Mm -hmm. right? And so every time Cheryl introduces me to somebody via text message, I always instantly reply, thank you, Cheryl. Hey, Jay, my name is Lisa again. I, I would love to help you in any way that I can. You know, I'm a certified plant-based nutritionist. I own two health and wellness companies. Here's a link to my calendar. Book a day and time that's convenient for you for us to talk and talk a little more about what's going on with you, mm-hmm. right? And so this time was no different, right? So I did that with this um, one woman. And she didn't respond. Mm-hmm. And so, you know me. I followed up. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> so, of course. Of course. Of course. So, a couple of days later, about a week later, I followed up one more time. I'm like, hey, Jay, this is Lisa again. You know, Cheryl introduced us. Just checking back one final time. I'll let you know this is what I do. And I'm here to, here to help. You know, whatever. So, this time, of course, she replied right away. Mm-hmm. So she's like, thank you for reaching out, Lisa. At the moment, I have so much going on in my life that I would prefer to postpone moving on with my lifestyle change. Now, she said more in a text message, but that's the important part. I feel like you just throw punch me. Jay, I'm going to read it again. Thank you for reaching out, Lisa. At the moment, I have so much going on in my life that I would prefer to postpone moving on with my lifestyle change. Ooh. It, it was like a dagger in my it chest. It feels like a dagger. It literally felt like a... Yes. And so I don't know this woman, clearly, right? Never met her. Don't even know what she looked like. 
And I'm like, how do I respond? I'm like, is this my moment to be like, hey. Right, passive or like. Passive or aggressive. I'm like, I don't know if I should be like, hey, you, you don't understand the brevity of life. You don't understand the shortness of life. You are very presumptuous to think that you have the privilege or have the opportunity to postpone getting your health. Who do you think you are? Like, are you nuts? I'm sure there's people who are relying on you. If there's not, you're relying on you. You expect to wake up every day and perform perform a certain way. And you're telling me you're going to put off ensuring that that happens? Mm. What? And, Jay, there's so many people who think just like that. I got a lot going on. I'm really busy. Let me let this fill-in-the-blank season pass. And then... I'll revisit. Yeah, I've been taught that. When oh, I, a billion when times. I, you know, I got so many. I'm in school right now, but when this semester is over. Or when Christmas is over. Oh, my God. I want to shoot Christmas in the Me head. Me too. I hate Christmas. God, in the head, though. Yeah, Christmas got to go, Jay. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of Christmas coming in between people and their health. I'm sick of it. I, I hate Christmas. I don't know her. I just met her a couple weeks ago. I don't want to be associated. Is that... Is you hate late? Christmas, too. I do you, hate you Christmas. You might like Christmas online, but offline, you hate Christmas right now. I know. Me. I'm real fake. I'm like... But you know how I feel about it. Yeah. For the holiday we'll drag season... the body together to the ocean and just throw it Yeah. 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 We're going to take Christmas out back and shoot it because... <laughs> Stop it. You sound too... <laughs> I'm murdering Christmas. No. Yes. Because if one more person cancels on me in November because Christmas is coming up in December... And they have to spend money on that. I'm like, what? That's the that's the biggest weight what I get every year. Like it never stops being. It shocking. never stops being shocking. This is and it never stops you, happening. And you need this is the time you need it the most. You're stressed out. Yes. You need it. It feels so good to just get that time for yourself to take care of yourself you yes. run around for everyone else spending money you don't have which is i want to shoot that part too yes like the whole part but and then you say you know what even to put me last even further i'm gonna go ahead and cancel what i need with to my do. my health coach and yeah. with my nutrition program or with my personal training because that baby need an xbox because, you know, I've got to make macaroni and cheese and eight sweet potato pies for my family every year. What you want me to do, Lisa? What? What? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. I know. So, I'll see you in I'll January after I gained all the weight that we've already lost together. I'll see you in January after I've um taken back up my addictions that we had worked through um i'll see you in january after i'm completely disgusted with myself and broke and then even at that time i may not be able to start again until march because again i'm broke <laughs> okay we need you not to look like that so i got an opportunity to address uh we talked about i still ain't um, my way what go on oh you still gotta wait what? Girl, yeah it, we good oh i'm we gonna get through it yeah all right we only 30 minutes in all right <laughs> <laughs> this is our catch-up episode we have yeah. stuff to discuss right so I got an opportunity to address because we recently talked about a client of mine um, having a birthday party. And when I said, why are you eating pizza? They snapped on me and said, if you knew what the type of day I was having, you wouldn't even have asked me that. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to let that go right now. Because there's people around. I'm going to let you have the floor. Okay. But at our session today, uh, I was like, you know what? Speaking of that pizza, I have no, absolutely no sympathy for the fact of what you went through that day. 
first of all, it's not like you had an option. What was your other option? Did you look at your healthy meal that you had already prepared and say, you know what, I'm so stressed, I'm going to eat this pizza? Nah. Mm -mm. You had nothing. Mm -hmm. You planned to eat that pizza. Mm -hmm. You planned since the the, the beginning of that day that (laughs) that pizza was happening. happening. I don't care that it rains on your party. I don't care that... You know, you had to cover up everything. You never had a plan to eat healthy. That was your plan. That's right. And furthermore, how does that help your situation? Because you're stressed to add on um, and waste the time that you had with me training to eat pizza. How does that help your situation? It doesn't. Nope. Well, Jay, it's not a logical decision. It's an emotional one. I know it's not. We know that. Okay. I know. And then we know it's addiction. Don't give me that excuse. Just say, you know what, I had a moment of weakness. Well, because accountability is everything. I'm not saying you're supposed to be um, just, I, I don't. Super clean all the time. Yeah, okay. I, I, all I want from people is to say, you know what, I messed up. I shouldn't have ate that pizza. I seen it looks good. Mm-hmm. I was having a bad day. Don't don't you Not dare. if you knew what type of day I was having, you understand why I didn't have four drinks. No, I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. But I do understand that there's addictions and there's. You know, it's triggers. Not, it's triggers, absolutely. That yeah. that can be understood, absolutely. Um, and we're not here to bash nobody. You know, thirty minutes in, if you're still with us, <laughs> we've been through what you guys go through. But this really angers us because in the black community, we cannot afford these excuses. We cannot afford to quit. And as the young lady said, we can't afford to postpone our lifestyle change. There's already everything against us systemically right institutionally right in the educational system there's already so much stacked against us we cannot afford to add to the pile mm-hmm. right and when you guys give us these excuses and when and and when we collectively as a community act like these commonplace diseases are okay and that there's no shame in them and and oh well we'll just take a medication like it it tears our hearts up because we know that we could be better as a unit. We could be better as a community. You could be better as an individual. Your family could be better if you were thriving. If we just did better, took responsibility, and stuck to something that we said we were going to do. And with that being said, let me talk about this African World Fest here in Detroit, Michigan, two weekends ago. Okay. Okay? Now, historically, black people, unfortunately, when it comes to events are known, and I don't know if they're, if we're known by our white counterparts, but we're absolutely known amongst each other to be late, unorganized, you know. I mean, it's an unfortunate stereotype that happens to be not all the way inaccurate, right? <laughs> so that applies to both small individual events and big, mm-hmm. and big events, big mm-hmm. corporate or whatever entities. So, Jay, you know already <laughs> already right african world fest here in detroit i was asked to speak on all three days of the world fest friday saturday and sunday at 4 p.m first grievance when i arrived on friday i was appro- approached by a black nurse who proceeded to roll her neck and her eyes at me and say what are you doing here you got an mba what you know about health why they send you mm-hmm. right Okay, instead of, you know, inquiring privately, pulling me aside, whatever, or even even better, allowing me to do what I came there to do and getting your questions answered. Mm-hmm. But you decided in front of your cronies, in front of everybody to say, 
what's an MBA got to do with health? Mm -hmm. I want you to know we all nurses here and we don't care nothing about an MBA. We're not impressed. I was like, I don't think I went to school to impress you. Mm -hmm. I, it was never my intention to impress you, ma'am. Okay. Um, those just happen to be my credentials. But if you want to know why I'm qualified to talk about health and wellness, let me tell you. Right. So on the first day of the African World Fest, I was meant to prove myself to her and the entire Black Nurses Association. Okay. Very, very well. Right. So I did that. Right. I sat there, gave a, a short spiel, went into everything. And when I was done, she said she will never question me again. Very good. Okay. Now. Friday, it rained a little bit, so it wasn't really a full-blown-out thing. Saturday and Sunday, the weather was cool. I came back on both those days. When I arrived on Saturday, she said, oh, I forgot you were coming. There was mm. not seating. There was not a microphone. Not only that, no one knew I was going to be there. So all of these thousands of people that came through the African World Fest during this weekend had no idea that there was a Whole Foods plant-based nutrition talk, seminar, lecture happening so they could come get this health. Mm -hmm. Right. So I was not promoted. Mm -hmm. Right. Besides the promotion I did for myself. Right. Even though I was asked to speak there, I didn't ask to be there. Right. Mm -hmm. OK. Then on Sunday, exact same thing. I come in. Oh, uh, if you want to just set up some chairs and maybe just um, here's a um, what's the thing called? A bullhorn. What is it called? Oh, yeah. 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 Here's a bullhorn. If you just want to rally people off the street and see if they'll come listen to you. What? Right. Okay. So the whole thing was a joke and a mess, but I took advantage of it as much as I can. I still did my spiel. I actually got butts in seats and I actually lectured. Tons of questions got answered. People were walking up to me off the sidewalk wanting to get my questions answered, get their questions answered. So it turned out okay. But what went down the toilet is the speech I had prepared. Now I had prepared an entire like nice lecture for the African World Fest. This was a big deal to me, right? Mm -hmm. And so, in an effort to not let it go to waste, I want to read the beginning of it to you. <laughs> Tell me okay. if I had was going to potentially nail it, okay? okay. <laughs> because I was angry about this. And remember, I, I was there. Yes. Right. And so, you know the setup, Jay. Like, it wasn't conducive to me sitting there with a structured speech. Oh, yeah. So, you know how I just kind of dove in. It was crazy. In. It was crazy. You were angry. I was angry. But... So the first lesson is if anybody's listening that's responsible for organizing this or any event, please have stuff together. It's completely embarrassing as a culture to show up and you guys not have things in order. And as much as we like to say that black people don't do this and we're disorganized, it makes it harder to defend if that always turns out to be the case. Now, anyway, so. I had my little intro, and because, remember I told you how excited I was that I was going to be speaking at the African yeah, World Fest, full, right. and that I can go full black power on them. Right. Right. And so I had, you know, I had all my history, my medical history facts ready, and I was going to be doing all this little jazz. So here's what I was going to say, and I had it memorized that day, but you know that short-term memory, only good for one day. So... <laughs> So, this is also part of our driven segment because it gives uh, a brief history on uh, the health disparities that date all the way back to slavery and before. Okay, so here it is. Our health in our lives has always been devalued in this country as evidenced by Thomas Jefferson, who said Negroes were dumb and cowardly and incapable of feeling grief. He said that we smell bad and are physically unattractive and that we require less sleep. 
Our health and our lives have always been devalued in this country as evidenced by James Marion Sims, 1813 to 1883, who was the father of modern gynecology. He experimented on slave women in his backyard without anesthesia because he says our race made us more durable and suitable for medical experimentation and that blacks do not feel pain. Our health and our lives have always been devalued in this country as evidenced by the Casual Killing Act of 1669, which states, if a slave is killed during correction, the punisher shall be acquitted as if no such accident ever happened. Accident. Our health and our lives have always been devalued in this country as evidenced by the Tuskegee syphilis experiment and Miss Henrietta Lacks. Our health and our lives has always been devalued in this country as evidenced by the blatant discrimination in policing, housing, banking, education, the criminal justice system, and health care. This multi-generational trauma leads us to where we are today, where only 5% of U.S. physicians are black. The infant mortality rate is twice that of our white counterparts. Black women are two to three times more likely to be diagnosed with lupus. Black people are 20% less likely to be diagnosed with depression. Black women have nearly double the obesity rate of white women and are 40% more likely to die of breast cancer. Over 50% of African Americans are obese, and the top three killers in our community are heart disease, cancer, and stroke. Okay. I was going to kill it, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> but that was that was my speech. I ain't wanted to go down the drain, so I hope somebody learned something from that. But yeah. it, it, it really touched me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, y'all don't get this. Y'all don't get what we saying. Right? It's not just about we eat soul mm-hmm. food and we got the scraps mm-hmm. and slavery. Like, we've been We're experimenting on. Yeah. Yeah. They, they have literally believed and fed to their white friends and family that black people don't feel pain we don't grieve we don't need sleep we don't need sleep we're cowardly we're unattractive we've been experimented on just the gentleman james marion sims who was deemed the father of gynecology he's the one who created that the tool that gynecologists use today to open and part Mm -hmm. the vagina right he created that using black women and black children. He said black people were so deformed when they were born that he would try and do brain surgery on black babies when they were born, and he had a 100% death rate. Killed it, the baby every time, saying it was, he was trying to correct, correct their deformed brain. I mean, it goes so deep into this, this world's history. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm like, I need y'all to understand what we up against. Don't think just because it's 2018 that mm-hmm. it's better now. Because we've had a black president or because there's a few black doctors or because we can vote or whatever that is better now. There's literally physicians who feel you don't feel pain. And so that literally impacts the treatment you receive because of their preconceived notions or you about don't get your melanin. You don't get, so it has to be something else. Um, yeah. That's right. That's right. You're just a little stressed. Absolutely. You don't get to. You don't get the type of treatment or the type of recommendation that I would give to a white woman or man. That's right, because you're different. You are biologically different. Is a belief system. Yeah, I was um, listening to CK. Uh, what's it? Louis CK? Are My you man. familiar with him? Oh yeah. And he was talking about time warping. He was like, as a white man, I can time warp back to any time and not feel and right. And be good. He was like, I'm not afraid of time work. I, any any time as a white man, I'll do it and I'll be okay. 
I'll just be happy. He said, anytime I'll just be, I'll just be happy. He said, black people won't do that. They, it's too risky. It's too risky. It's too, I'm not time warping back, time warping back to the 60s, let alone the 1800s. No, but as a, as a white, he said, oh, a white person, but he said as a white man. Oh no, yeah, white don't man. Don't even. Don't, oh, I'm good. Yeah. I'm all the then way good. Then he went on to the joke of, but I won't go to the future because we're going to pay for all these things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to eventually oh, have to. For y'all. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's, and that's the biggest fear, too, is why there's so much blatant discrimination in things like policing and housing. It's that fear of retaliation. Mm-hmm. Really, it truly it is. You know, um, I was, the thing that motivated and inspired this introduction to my speech that I never gave after African World Fest here in 2018. Well, I'm glad Detroit. you gave it today. Yeah, thank you. And I hope someone learned from it in New York. Oh, and I'm going to use it. Y'all, look out. I'm waiting for the right speaking gig, and I'm using it. That mm-hmm. ain't going down the drain. They're mm-hmm. going to get this health history, black health history. But, you know, what inspired it is I was listening to a lecture on YouTube Dr. Joy, who is a black female historian who is phenomenal, and she was recommended to me by a client. He sent us the link and was like, Lisa, you have to listen to this. It's so good. And so she inspired me to write that. And um, I was listening to her lecture, and the entire lecture was about post-traumatic slavery disorder, which we know was very real. Um, and just, and she went, she detailed and chronicled in history all the way up into like um um in New Orleans, you mm-hmm. know, with the the hurricane and just how they blatantly position us in society as being like these villains. He she showed this article in the newspaper around the Hurricane Katrina time and it was a black person up to like their chest in water, right? And the headline said, you know, this this man or woman or whatever it is just looted a store to get food, whatever, whatever, body of water. Then she showed the exact same picture, but it was a white person with chest up to their water and was like, water up to the chest. Yeah, water up to the chest. And was was like, this, this father was able to luckily find some food for his family mm-hmm. or something, you know, like that. Mm-hmm. And just a very different headline on the exact same struggle and picture. Mm-hmm. And the only difference was the race. Mm-hmm. But we looted, and they was able to miraculously find, you know, food for their family. And those not even subliminal messages that get sent throughout society, and then we begin to get demonized, and we begin to be labeled as criminals and thugs, right? And now entire society is scared of the black man, right? And so now there's so much discrimination in policing because they are literally fearful of us. Because the all the headlines, everything they read, or being in policing, just like we see more unhealthy and obese people than the average person because we work in this field, right? Mm-hmm. So they hear more stories and just right. calls coming in about things that black people might be doing because they work in that field, right? Mm-hmm. So that coupled with the news and the media and everything, in their minds, we have to be put down. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. And it, it's just deep. It's just deep. And it just angers me so much. And we, we need to do better. That's the moral of the story. That's the moral of the story. We have to take up for ourselves because they are not out here to see us win. Yeah, and it's crazy because um, I was watching, oh, Orange is the New Black. Mm-hmm. And she was trying to convince 
um, Crazy Eyes, I think that's her name, mm-hmm. that the other um, cellmates, you know, they all have like this this cell block has this color and they stick together, this cell block has, and she kept saying, you know, don't go out there because they are going to try to do this and they're going to try to do that when really she didn't want her to go out there because she didn't want her to make friends. Mm. And, and then those friends that you make turn you against me. Mm-hmm. So eventually Crazy Eyes did go out there and mm. she learned that they were not out to get her mm. or anything like that. So she came back and she was like, you know what? I want to know who's the they. <laughs> I, 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 I've met people who like to play kickball. I like, I've met people who eat the same jello as I do. I've met people who are in here and they have kids. But I've never met they. Who are they? Who are they? Who is the they? And that's the thing we always say. The they identify. Uh, who is it? The they is the dairy industry. Oh, identify why oh. they want you to believe that you should eat dairy. Absolutely. Who's the they? The who? doctors who's giving you prescription. Identify why they're giving you prescription. Who's the they? When you identify who the they is and what they benefit, what you know, what's the benefit of them telling you this information? Absolutely. Then you won't, it won't be so ambiguous. That's right. You will understand that there's a reason why, quote unquote, they are telling you that there is no they. Mm-hmm. It's a Dr. Seymour and a um, Jeffrey. Everything is whoever. on an individual level. It's an individual. Isolated incidents. It ain't no they. No. Mm-hmm. So stop saying they. Find out who these people are and what they, what was the driving force behind the information that is being inputted into your lives and into your family's lives. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, let's get ready to read the pledge, Jay, because clearly we, we, has, own we own one. <laughs> we own one, and I don't want to put a bad taste in anybody's mouth about this podcast, but listen, guys, we are very passionate about this health and wellness thing, and you must know that it is unfortunately solely your job to take care of yourself. You are the they. You know, do something for your health. Because no one else can do it for you. No, absolutely not. And before we wrap up, our pledge is the last thing we always read on every podcast that Jay and I do together. Um, and this pledge can be found on the blackhealthacademy.com forward slash podcast. Uh, but make sure you guys understand that the Black Health Academy was literally created to combat everything we discussed today. Right? So it's one thing to complain about it. It's mm-hmm. one thing to sit around and, you know, cackle about all the problems in America. And it's another thing to create a solution. And so our efforts have been to create that solution for you. Mm-hmm. And so the Black Health Academy is a platform dedicated to master classes on how to prevent and reverse disease, workouts, plant-based nutrition, and mental health. We upload new content every single week, every Wednesday. Uh, the membership cost is only nineteen twenty-nine or $39 a month. We have three different membership tiers for you to choose from. And, you know, my mission was to make it extremely affordable for you guys, right? I do not want finances or money to be a barrier, right? So you uh, just don't eat out maybe two times a month and you can afford a membership inside the Black Health Academy. So I don't want, I don't know where to get the information um, to be an excuse for you. I don't want you jumping around to numerous people. I want you to have a resource that you go to for your answers regarding your health. And we are building that with the Black Health Academy. So please join us at theblackhealthacademy.com. And um, as always, if there's any questions or any way we can serve you, please email us at admin at blackhealthacademy.com, A-D-M-I-N at blackhealthacademy.com. Let's get into this pledge, honey. 
I, the Black Health Academy, pledge to honor my mind and body with nourishment, movement, and intentional mindfulness. My health and that of my kin are among my highest priorities. I will control that which is within my control. I am the sole driver of what lays the foundation of my body, mind, soul, and spirit. I am determining that giving up is not an option. My destiny is my doing. My life depends on it. We'll see you back here in two weeks, guys. Take care.